Welcome to Anchor. Thank you so much for joining us as we explore stories of hope in the storms of life. I'm Abraham. And I'm Lara. Before we get into this episode, we've been sent a question from our friend Ezra. He asked, how have you found making the podcast during lockdown and what was the motivation behind it? Yeah, I've really enjoyed planning and putting together this podcast with you, Lara. I think my initial aim was to share experiences, stories and encouragements to help all of us, including me. You can have all sorts of emotions and a lot of the time with everything going on in the world, it's not necessarily positive. So yeah, we wanted to share some encouragements and stories. That was my aim. Yeah, it's been a great time just going through the process of it all from scratch and unpacking different ideas, just being creative with it. We had a few weeks of being like, I just want to do something and decided on Anchor to share these stories. Amazing. We'd love for you guys who are listening to send us a question to discuss in the next episode. You can do that through our Instagram at AnchorPod or through our Facebook at Anchor Podcast. This episode is a bit different to the last one. We'll have a spoken word piece from Seppo Brown and we'll look at practical ways to address the topic of race and justice and why we care about equality in the first place. We understand that the narrative around the story has been quite hazy and polarizing. And by no means are we professionals, but we would love to open up a small section of this broad discussion. First though, here's an inspiring story about a man, Patrick Hutchinson, and his friends who saved a white counter-protester at Black Lives Matter protest two weeks ago. So there was a picture that went viral, you might have seen it. It shows Patrick Hutchinson, a black Black Lives Matter protester, fireman carrying a white man to safety after a melee broke out between a few of the BLM and counter-protesters. If you haven't seen it, just Google Patrick Hutchinson and it should be the first things that come up. Oh wow, yeah, I saw that photo. What was the story behind it? So he did an interview with The Independent. A little bit about him first. He's a personal trainer and a grandfather. And initially he wasn't planning to go to the BLM protest because officially BLM had cancelled its weekend protests. But he went there, he said, to quote, make sure everything was okay. And a group of BLM protesters were by the stairs in the South Bank Centre near Waterloo. And a fight broke up between a few guys and a few of the counter-protesters. One of the counter-protesters was left there, stranded by himself. Patrick, in a BBC interview, said, I was just thinking of a human being on the floor. It wasn't going to end well if we had not intervened. I had no other thoughts in my mind apart from getting to safety. We did what we had to do. We stopped someone from being killed. End quote. Yeah, that story makes such a statement for rethinking the barriers of racial division. Considering like the circumstances of that protest, it puts a focus on the well-being of someone else before like social or political ideas. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. It really is an inspiring story. And I think we can all take a lesson from his act of bravery, whatever our views are. And it goes well against the idea, you know, that if you're on one side, then you have to hate the other one by default. And this story clearly shows that you don't have to. Yeah, for sure. Now we've got a spoken word from our friend Sefer Brown on his take of the situation. To say that racism is a new issue is kind of lazy. Actually, I think it's kind of crazy that we see racism rear its ugly head year on year, then when all the uproar disappears, we return back to normal, putting plasters on issues that need years of healing. I want 2020 to be remembered as the year that people didn't just stop at kneeling, the year when people began to speak up, learn, and enact change. Wouldn't it be a shame if all this pain was to all be in vain? Don't you think it's kind of profane that we post black squares on social media for one day 
Maybe we naively think that racism has just gone away. I like the adage that practice makes progress. So does that mean that we have to practice the stressless? Are we blowing this all out of proportion? No, I'd say that our reaction to racism is very important. Forget all the division that news outlets are reporting. I truly believe that Christ is working behind the scenes during these chaotic times of quarantine, softening hearts and breaking racial barriers like we've never seen. Wow, thank you, T. Really well articulated and full of wise words. Something we all need to hear. Yeah, thank you, T, for that amazing poem. For this next segment, we are looking at ways to address the topic of race and injustice and why we care about equality in the first place. This is a difficult topic to discuss, but it's necessary because it impacts and affects many people. And that being said, take it at your own pace. Don't feel the need to rush into a conversation claiming to be the expert or speaking out for the sake of it. Situations like this bring up a lot of pain and emotion, so if you need to take the time to understand that part of yourself, or have a conversation to empathise with and understand others, then do what you need to do. Fighting against injustice and loving your friends, co-workers or family exists beyond a public platform or a social media feed. Yes, I think that's spot on there. So one really helpful, practical thing that I've found, and this applies to everyone, is to manage my time on social media uh, and also manage my time that I spend looking at the news. I think it's something we all know is very helpful for us, particularly at the moment, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with all the voices, the emotions and everything else in the current climate. Mostly it's very divisive uh, and it's not healthy to be consumed by that all constantly. That was me a few weeks ago and it got a bit too much, so I had to take a couple of days off and that was actually very refreshing. Also, I think listening to people you may disagree with and listening to their experiences with an intent to understand. A lot of people don't talk, including me, because we're afraid to say the wrong thing or ask a silly question. But I think a lot of healing and gap bridging can come from those conversations. Another tip is to educate yourself regardless of race and then take action. There are tons of resources out there at the moment opening the door on racial inequality and racial identity as well. Reading up about your culture or your family or unpacking parts of yourself you don't quite understand. That's all education, but expect to be challenged because no learning curve is easy. Through your education phase, you can then move on to the next step because you know your why. You know why things are the way they are. So what are you going to do about it? So I think a good question to start is to ask ourselves, well, why do we care about equality at all? You know, it's not self-evident why we care about equality. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to open the door on some scriptures. But I guess we fight for equality because we are made in the image of God. This basically means that we reflect parts of his character just through our existence. It's like when an artist paints a picture and they have the style or flair and you can see every time you look at their work, you know who it belongs to because there's a part, no matter how obvious or discreet, that points back to the artist. Yeah. So when we search for equality and seek justice for humanity, we're fighting because amidst all of the chaos of injustice, there's one core thing that brings us together, which is our identity as people made in the image of God. And like our skin is only just part of the surface. But I think that because God has placed us in these positions, we've just got to keep going. And if we want to push through the boundaries of race, we've just got to keep going. 
We have to take responsibility and ownership to do what we can in the circumstances that we're in. And although it feels tiring and endless and we may not have all the solutions, progress is still being made and people are actively trying to make things better. And I just want to round this up, like this why section, with just one final thing. That's if we truly care about the people in our circles, are we going to do the best that we can to love them? Can we recognize the beauty in our differences and say that you are still worthy of being loved in a world that tells you otherwise? Yeah, that's definitely very challenging. So thank you for sharing that, Lara. We're so glad that you could join us for episode two of Anchor. We really hope these conversations help you and give you hope in these difficult times. Keep healthy and safe. And we'd love for you to join us in the next episode as we explore more stories of hope.